up everybody and welcome to Tailgate Talks. This is week 88 and you are listening to Club Red where this week we're going to be discussing another basketball addition to uh, Texas Tech's basketball team and also the Air Raiders. Uh, We got some news on a new player addition there. We also have some new teams coming to the Big 12 next year so we've got something going this summer that we're going to kick off this episode so Stay tuned for all that, but before we can get into it, you got to make sure you are following us. Follow us on Apple and Spotify. Uh, Give us that five-star rating on either one of those platforms, and if you listen to us on Apple, hit us with that rate. We would greatly appreciate that. You can also follow us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks if you want to keep up with Uh, Our thoughts and the latest news and happenings and all of that stuff, we're very active there, so make sure you're following us on Twitter. Follow our personal accounts as well. You can follow Dustin at DustinWimmer22, and you can follow myself at Calvin B. Barrett. You can also follow our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube uh, pages as well, where we'll time-to-time post videos, highlights, and stuff from the show. Uh, And lastly, if you want to talk to us, comment on something, ask us a question, Email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So with all of that being said, let's get into this week's Club Red. We're going to start this thing off right. Well, Dustin, we pretty much have a solidified roster on the basketball team now. There remains one question, and we'll kind of get into that after. But yesterday, uh, Monday, Texas Tech received a commitment from Kerwin Walton, uh, former guard for North Carolina, uh, comes in. He's 6'5", so he fits that Mark Adams mold of a guard with that length. Uh, He was a knockdown shooter at North Carolina his freshman year. He shot 42% from three, set the freshman record for three-pointers at North Carolina. They've had a couple good players come through there, so uh, that's something of note. But last year kind of fell back to some of the players, and we know that North Carolina team was pretty good. They made the national championship, was very close to winning it all. Uh, So he took a backseat to some of the uh, young talent that they had on that roster. So he transferred and he finds himself at Texas Tech now. So, Dustin, what were your thoughts on Kerwin Walton and his commitment to Texas Tech yesterday? Yeah, looking back on this kid, I mean, 6'5", former four-star recruit, 93rd overall a couple years ago yep. and has three years of eligibility left. I mean, I like all those things and not that he's a knockdown shooter, pretty much a straight shooting guard like typical type shooting guard type player. Um, whatever happened last year, I don't know. I think that's a coaching issue maybe <laughs> and usage yeah. issue um, that he was really good the year before as a freshman. I mean, he put up 19 against, I think, Louisville in one game his freshman year. I mean, 19 yeah. as a freshman against a team like Louisville is pretty damn good. So he can shoot it 42%. I like seeing that. Um, he's not going to be like a stud for you most likely he might turn into that but with the team we have he's gonna be an awesome guy to sit on the wing or in the corner and bang some threes out or help spread this out so you can't double up on 
AMAC or O'Banner is easy. So like having a guy like that that can spread the floor is going to be really amazing. It kind of reminds me of like when we had, I guess that like final four team that uh, Davide, even though he was like a point guard, he was that spread the floor, like sit in the corner. He's going to nail that three every time. And so that's kind of what he kind of reminds me of that he can do that for you. So that's a great addition to this team. Yeah, I'm excited about it. We, we've we known that the offense did not perform up to the standards that Coach Adams wanted last year and to the standards that we wanted right. as fans. And so what have they addressed this offseason? It's pretty much everything offensive, trying to get guys who Big shoot time. very well from three and hiring Coach Green and all of that and just adding another guy who uh, has the ability to stretch the floor. And, you know, you're just hoping that he can come in and be consistent with his three. Like we've had, you know, Sadar Calhoun was supposed to be that guy last year. Uh, and it just never worked out for him here. So you hope no. that this time with Walton that it works out, that his shot translates, that he can provide enough on defense to get on the floor. And like you said, sit in those corners, hit those open spots that uh, are going to be there from three and knock down those shots. It's going to be uh, huge if this offense gets some guys like that that can knock down a three at a consistent pace. Uh, you got anything that you wanted to add? Yeah, I wanted to touch on that, that you were like, we're getting a lot of offensive players. Yeah. Um, I think you've noticed this offseason. Last year we were just trying to put a team together, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> we were just trying to get enough dudes to have a squad. <laughs> this year you can tell there's a huge shift to – I, Mark Adams is basically like, I need guys that know how to shoot, know how to score, and I can teach them the defense. Right. And you've seen a huge shift to that with all the guys that we've gotten. Um, we don't have as many two-way guys um, or just straight defensive players, but we have a lot of offensive players that are coming here. And also I like that they're coming here because of Adams. They want, they're like, teach me the, the right. defense. You know, like sometimes you get kids that are that shy away from that and like they just want to go shine in what they do best and, you know, they'll pick up the other things as they go along. No, these guys are like, hey, I know I can shoot. I need to learn the defense to get to the next level. I'm going to go to the best guy. And so that's a really cool shift from our coaching staff, but also from the kids that are coming here too to recognize that. Yeah. And Mark Adams has that confidence in himself to be able to teach these dudes defense. And so it's a side of the floor that you're not really worried about. You're just worried, can can you shoot the ball and be able to knock down shots when you need to? And that was time and time again a problem last year when you had those eight, nine-minute stretches where you just couldn't score. Right Now it looks like you got some guys who are going to be able to knock down that shot in case, you know, if you are having a tough time. You've got multiple yeah. guys that you can trust to go out there uh, and, and get you a bucket. And so you have some young guys too who are going to come in here and seek time to play who don't really know what that's like, who just play balls to the wall all the time because they've always been better than everybody else. So I like the mixture that you've got uh, coming in. So that kind of gets us into our next point here is we're very far out. Um, we still don't 100% know if this is the roster moving in, but your starting five right now would be what, Dustin? So yeah, the... Technically, there's still one scholarship up for grabs, but that's yeah. Clarence if he wants it right now. He's still on the fence, I guess, but he's still penciled in there. He's been back and forth, back and yeah. forth, back so, and forth. But more than TJ. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, more than TJ. I'd say a lot. But, yeah, with Kerwin, yeah, you know, like the 
Tech Twitter started flying around with who's our starting five. Um, yeah. Oh, that's on my other Word document. I was like, which notes page is this on? <laughs> so I think your your ones written in pen right now are Davion Harmon at point guard, Kevin O'Banner, and Fardaz Amak. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, I would say those three pen, are pen Sharpie. Sharpie. Yeah, they're in there st- sketched in. Um, point guard spot looks really good with Pop Isaacs backing him up. Um, and then maybe Clarence yeah. giving you some minutes if you need a dog to come in. Um, it's that shooting guard and forward type position. Lamar Washington, the the other freshman I've heard, is going to be kind of a point guard role okay. too. And so I didn't know where to pencil um, him yeah, in yeah. as like position wise, just combo guard, I guess. Yeah, I think he ran a lot of point in high school. Like some of these uh, like games that they were playing at the end on these select teams or whatever AAU squads, he was running point for them. And he's a little bit bigger in size, but he has, you know, he has run nice. the point. So I think I would look for him to be a kind of guy who comes in and, and runs point for you from time to time. I've heard Pop Pop is uh, got an injury uh, right now. And so they're thinking that's going to set him back a little bit, maybe did in the fall. Of course. He popped something. I pop pop myself. Uh, back to our back to our starting five. Yeah, we got like a forward and a shooting guard spot open, basically. Um, you know, Adams he likes to be very versatile, so this isn't a big deal who starts really. Jalen Tyson's that everybody's already penciling into. Um, once I got the roster written down, I was like, yeah, he's probably in that that three combo type spot. Yeah, I think. I- I have him in there because I think if you're the player that you're hoping to get, if he's going to be that, he's going to be starting for you day yeah. one. Like you're kind of expecting him to come in and fill T- that McCuller TJ role. role is what I'm thinking and you're expecting him to be a day one starter. And if it's not like that, then I, I think that kind of gets me a little concerned about his development. But from all things I've heard, like he looks awesome. Okay. Um, and so I think it's a great sign if he's starting for you on that opening week. That's that's a good sign for him. Uh, and I don't know. Once I got the roster written out and looked, like he's one of the few guys left from last year, and he got here in January. And so yeah. that's part of it. I think you know he's only a sophomore, but that he's been here for half a year, so that helps. But I guess it's just my memory, like because he's been kind of almost out of the picture for a year because he barely played at Texas and sat on the bench last year. I've kind of just forgot about him and what he can do. And so maybe it's just kind of that like recency bias that I haven't seen him lately. So I kind of forgot about him, but I do think he could fill in that three spot like TJ. Yeah, I think that's understandable. Uh, Like you're asking a lot from a guy who's only played like a handful of minutes at the D1 level. Yeah. And you're asking him to come in and be a, key part for you but from everything i've heard there was a photo that they posted yesterday where it looks like he's kind of accepted a leadership role whatever that might look like um looks like he's firmly bought into this and so if all reports that i've or kind of rumblings i've heard from practices he looks pretty legit so uh that's what i think you just have to hope for is is all you're hearing is actually true and and it pans out that he ends up kind of being that guy for you. That fourth spot or that fifth spot, I guess that we're talking yeah. about now. That's Shooting the big guard. part to me. Who who do you think fits into that role? Yeah. So pretty much our options here are 
Elijah Fisher, the mm-hmm. big time five star recruit, Kerwin Walton, who we just got. Uh, seen Demorian Williams, and I guess Lamar Washington could get thrown in there just because he's kind of left in that group. Um, I would tend to lean towards Kerwin at this point just because he's a little more experienced, yeah. especially at the higher level, not to hate on Demorian. Um, but Elijah's going to come in super young, need to pick up on how to play the defense in the system, unless he just blows you out of the water, um, which would be great. I mean, yeah, he blows you out of the water and is starting. That means good things for us. And Kerwin could be a six-man like uh, Brandon was years ago for us. Like, that'd be great. So I, I tend to lean towards Kerwin at this point. Yeah, I, I'm mixed between Kerwin and Demarion Williams. I think either of those at starting isn't a bad thing. Um, I think with, you know, obviously Mark Adams' system is sub in, sub out a lot. So, sure. you know, whoever's starting <laughs> that the guy who loses out might be in there two minutes into the game anyway. So it might not end yeah. up mattering who is in that spot. Yeah. Uh, kind of like with the Jalen Tyson thing, if Elijah Fisher is in that starting spot at the beginning of the year, that means really good things are happening with him. Um, and so that could, you know, that would be an exciting possibility if if he's starting night one. That means that this, you know, Adams and this staff has a lot of confidence in him. So um, I think you've got a lot of options there. That's what's exciting. Is yeah, you're so deep this year, yeah. and we we thought we were going to be kind of deep last year. We ended up being pretty decent. Yeah. But this year's team, the depth is even more, and the talent is higher. That that's the that's, I think the ceiling. That's is what's crazy. Yeah. You, you doubled up on both ends of it. Like, you have more dudes that are better than the dudes last year. Like, yeah. it's just straight out. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exciting. And you have a lot of youth this year. You didn't have – you were really old uh, last year. And, and that experience is really nice. And you're going to have that, you know, experience again this year. But you're going to have some of that youth mixed in, which is nice. I think some of our best teams, you look at it – you had that mixture of old guys and young good guys mix, coming yes. in and contributing as well. So I, that's kind of what I'm looking at with this roster. It just it's really exciting. It's fun to speculate about who's going to be starting. Uh, who knows what those final two spots are going to be? But uh, it's fun to talk about. Uh, so you got. Here's another X factor. He's not going to start, but what's Daniel Bacho going to like yeah. evolve into? I've heard he gave you a about... lot of good minutes last year. Yeah, and he has a lot of ceiling to get to. Like he's a backup center for you right now, but man, he could. Yeah, I don't know where he could go, but it's there's a, doors wide open. I for think him. you've got three huge X, X factors uh, this year. Bacho, what his development and improvement is. Uh, KJ Allen, if he can come in and kind of be like a Marcus Santos Silva type for you, like really yeah, hustle, yeah. make some of those plays. Like we've always said, Mark Vital, that Baylor kid, like yes. be that. If he could uh, come in, do that for you in spurts. And then for me, it's Lamar Washington, the the rookie coming in or freshman who coming in, uh, rookie freshman, same thing. Um, and he can be an X factor for you because all all things yeah. that I've heard is he's like he's already got a D one body. Um, really good, really good shooter, but really good at, at uh, creating offense for other players. So I think like, you've got a lot of dudes who can come in and, and be players for you. And that, like you said, we've just got a lot of depth and talent. So that's good that we're deep and talented. Because go ahead, we uh, 
you saw us last year, like we had some guys get injured for a good part of the year and we were able to win games because we still had guys to back them yeah. up and our depth didn't go to super shit. Yeah. I mean, it's important. you get COVID for half the team, but like same thing this year, if we get even two guys out of this rotation that go out, we're okay. Right. Like you don't lose a beat with any of that going out. Like no one's, we're not missing anything there. So that's amazing. Yeah, so it's exciting times. Mark Adams doesn't yeah. rebuild. He reloads. You lost a lot of guys. Right. You just fill it back up with a bunch of others. Cheers to also love Kerwin Walton's name. Yeah, that's a great name, Kerwin. And he's got the mini afro. Yeah. He's got a cool look to him. So, cheers. Here's the Kerwin joining the squad. Hope he splashes a lots of threes for us. Hope this offense is able to splash a lot of threes for us. Uh, speaking of splashes, the Air Raiders made a splash. Yesterday, with the addition of Tariq Owens joining the TBT squad, a huge addition, a long speculated addition, uh, one of one that we were all waiting for, as Dustin flashes to uh, Tariq's block against Gonzaga that he has framed up there. Uh, one of the most fun seasons we got from you know an individual, you know, two players that we all will love forever, Matt Mooney and Tariq Owens, because they're. One year here, that uh, just the ability that they had and what they put into this team and all the success that we had. So having him join that squad, that 2017, 2018, 2018, 2019 All Star squad, uh, right. the Elite Eight crews assembling, and to me, Tariq Owens was kind of like the last big piece of the puzzle to add to that. Now, of course, so I think there's some spots for some other guys. But what do you think about? Uh, Tariq being officially announced as a part of the crew. Yeah, the squad's all here. <laughs> it's like, besides Jared Culver, who's not eligible, it's like we got the gang together. Like, I feel like we still need like Keenan Evans to join up, and we're good. <laughs> My last wish would be Brandon Francis. That would be like Brandon. Yeah, I, I would hope that he. Could. I hope. I just got a thought. And I don't know we went random on this last week or week before. I hope there's a Michigan State team, and then they just get like <laughs> nightmares of like, oh my god, yeah, like Catholic. I can't score on Matt Moody. <laughs> we only scored 18 points in the first half. <laughs> be hilarious if there's like a watch them score more in the TV 12 right. first half than the Final Four first Let's half. Be like a Gonzaga team, a Michigan team, a Buffalo team. All the teams that we beat that year in the tournament. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I just relive that run. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm excited to watch all these guys get a play together. You know that. Like those guys had a lot of fun playing with each other yeah. when they were here, so that's gonna be cool for them and fun. Like, yeah. How often do you get to see like your what ifs? These guys played together, uh, and now you get to see them. Yeah. And they're a little bit older, uh, of course, and it doesn't really count for anything Texas Tech wise, but it'll be fun to watch them all suited up and play together. The hell it doesn't count for anything Texas Tech wise. We're hanging banners oh, yeah, if they I win this. I was gonna I was gonna say that if we win anything. Can we hang a banner please? We're <laughs> hanging a banner. A million dollars, man. That's that's something. That's that's worth hanging a banner over if you ask me. Uh, so anything basketball related that you want to hit on before we dive into our next part here. No, it's exciting. I can't wait for the season to get here. I know we got a whole off season and a football season to get through, but November can't get here fast enough now. And just to think, like, we were barely putting a squad together at this point last year, and we didn't even know about some of the guys we were throwing in. Now we're getting multiple former top 100 recruits on this list. Like, damn, 
it's we're we're loaded and ready to go and the Big 12 is going to be tough. I mentioned that. Like, I was reading an article last week of there's a legit, like, six top 20 teams right. in the yeah. Big 12. Six out of 10. 50%. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be harder than even normal. <laughs> like, it's always hard, but damn, this year's going to be crazy hard. It's going to be. And we're right there with we're right there with everybody, too. Yeah, typical Big 12. So looking forward to all that. The last little bit of roster news that we got to keep an eye on is Clarence Nadonley, whether he's going to go play professionally overseas or if he's going to stay here and play one more year for the Red Raiders. That's kind of the last piece of the puzzle. But that will do it for our basketball discussion this week. Let's go over to Club Red Conversations where we got something fun planned for you guys. All right, guys. So we have a fun summer coming up for all of you so kind of to introduce what's going to be happening here over the next few weeks is uh the big 12 has announced that ucf houston cincinnati and byu will all be joining the conference in july of 2023 so that is a great way for us to start building that hatred for these four teams that we haven't really had to care about uh, except for Houston, we've we've uh, dealt with them quite a bit. A, quite a bit. Uh, but Bill, we have a little history with yeah. Cincinnati. But that way, when they join the Big Twelve, we're already ready. We're already prepared for that. So the best way to do that is we reached out to some podcasts that cover these specific teams, and we're going to be having them on over the next few weeks. We've got a podcast from UCF that'll be joining us next week. We've got a podcast from BYU. Uh, from Houston still working on Cincinnati but we have some time to do that but that way we can kind of get familiar with their fan bases certain things they like to do things that they're looking forward to uh, and build that friendly uh, hatred for these squads so uh, to kick that off we're going to talk about our thoughts on these teams joining the conference some of the uh, rank them uh, in with specific questions uh, and just kind of talk about that so uh, Dustin just overall what is your excitement level on these four teams joining the conference next year? Yeah, it's cool that they're going to get in sooner rather than later. And like, we're going to have a crazy 14 team big 12 yeah. for a year or two. Be once they join next year, I like not messing around. Let's get them in here. Who cares about those two teams leaving? Yeah. <laughs> let's make them more awkward. <laughs> so it'll be fun. I know Houston's been knocking at the door for years and years and Cincinnati has been good at a lot of things for a while. So, it's ready to get, they're ready to get, get up in the, the big leagues for everything. And BYU and UCF have shown flashes of different sports in the past. So I think they're ready and they're going to be good additions and ready to kick their ass and talk shit about them too. Yeah, it'll be fun to have some new fan bases join the conference. Yeah. It'll be fun to have some new colors, uh, some new mascots, some new uh, traditions and all that stuff into the conference. So I'm looking forward to it. And – uh, looking forward to the future uh, Big 12 as you know a couple schools look to leave. I, I really think that we uh, nailed it with these four teams and what we're doing yeah, with them. And so I'm excited to talk with these podcasts that cover these teams, get to know them a little bit more, get to know how they tailgate, get to know all that stuff. Uh, and so it'll be a fun, uh, fun summer here as we get those podcasts out for you guys. So make sure y'all are tuning into those. But Dustin, let's go through our assessment of these foes, okay? okay. So we've got some questions. We're going to do some ranking here uh, of these teams. So the first one 
uh, football related. All right, we realize we're getting these schools for the conference, and they're going to be playing a lot of sports. Of course, the main ones that we talk about here are football, basketball, and then a little baseball sprinkled in. But but the first and foremost thing is football-wise, we're going to have some new teams, some new blood coming to the Jones. So, Dustin, rank your like. Let's start off at the at four here. What is the fourth team out of those four that you're excited about coming to Lubbock for football season? Number four. Football was really really hard for me. Was it? Uh, basketball's a little easier to rank. Football. Was yeah, easy. football's a little harder because I kind of like all of them. Right. And so that's why I was like, oh, I don't know. Right. Well, clarify like, yeah. to the podcasts that are joining us, if you're listening to this, we are more excited about seeing y'all come to Lubbock than like any of the other Big 12 schools because we've seen them on yeah. regular. So if you're yeah. fourth on this, it's no shade. We're still very excited. <laughs> to see I'll tell you this. Play. I'm more excited for any four of these teams than like when Iowa State comes oh, yeah. to Or Kansas or, State. Or Kansas State. Yeah. <laughs> so they're above them too already. Kansas. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they're, they're above all those. Um, <laughs> fourth, and like I said, fourth's not in a bad spot for football because I said I like all of them. I think I'm just going to go UCF just because they've slipped. They've not slipped, but, like, they're not where they were, like, I don't know, what, five years ago when they were burning down the, the group of five uh, to get into the playoff. And they've gone through one coaching change, but they're still, like, pretty solid. But I'm going to put them at four just because I see a little more potential out of these other three. All right, this was my easiest one, and I went with Houston just because we're familiar with them. They're going to be in Lubbock yeah. this year. They've been in Lubbock okay. before. And so it's not anything new to have Houston on the schedule. And so for me, it was just kind of an easy, like, four. Like, we'll still be excited because of things we'll talk about with Houston later on, but it'll still be exciting to have them come around here more often. But gotcha. we're just already familiar with them, so it doesn't bring anything okay. towards me. Uh, does or for my number three, I went with UCF. Go ahead. Um, and kind of similar reasons to you. They're just uh, they're a fun team, fun offense, and they've been relevant for a while. But like you said, they're kind of having some down years compared to those really good years where they were like undefeated and claiming their own national championships and stuff like that. But hey, to have uh, UCF come to Lubbock would be fun. So, what is your third team? I put Houston third, kind of similar to what you said. I, I flip-flopped just now. You convinced me. We got a little familiarity with them. Right. And, and been there. We know their coach very well. Yeah. So that that's kind of fun. So, yeah, nothing crazy, but it'll mean a little more. So that'll be fun to have it mean something and go down their place often too. Okay. So what's your number two? Number two, I put Cincinnati. I did as well. All right. That's interesting that we all both ended up at the same place. Yeah. All right, so Cincinnati, they just came off, obviously, the best group of five yeah. season ever, making the playoff for the first time. Had a top five draft pick um, this last year. They were really good, really amazing. And they've been good in the past, too. So they're not like a flash-in-the-pan type team, not hating on like UCF. But, like, they've been here. They've been in a big conference before as well. So they're just getting back to where they used to be. Uh, so it'll be fun to have them back with with the rest of us. Yeah, I, I like the I, whole red and black thing. Like, I yeah, know. yeah, that was the other thing. Is like we kind of look alike. We're kind of similar. Yeah, Tuberville, the whole Tuberville thing with uh, we're both. That's going to get mentioned a million yeah. times that week. Uh, we're both teams that unfortunately had to deal with Tommy Tuberville. Um, but yeah, this this recent surge by them in football. I think if they weren't this good last year, they would probably 
maybe be below Houston to me, but the fact that they've kind of really come up here these last few years as a as a powerhouse kind of made the college football playoff that makes them more intriguing to me. And so oh, yeah. I'll definitely be excited to have them uh, come to Lubbock. And so that makes our number one BYU. So why do you got BYU, BYU at the top? So I think BYU, there's a lot of potential there is what I'm banking on. Yeah. Because, yes, they do have a history as well. Like they've been a very solid program yeah. for a long time. Um, great, great history in Utah. And I think there's potential regionally to kind of have a football rivalry right. like out west here with them. Yeah, yeah. Like we're the two loners super way out west here. And so I think there's a familiarity in like – we're kind of way on the outside of everybody, and we can go match up with them. And I think a lot of Tech fans might travel up there just because of that too and just to see. And they're like total opposites of us, I feel like. Right. I think you, you can get the whole good boy versus bad boy image right. yeah. clashing and going against each other in this as well. Same with like fan bases. Like I think that kind of all plays. I think there's a lot of potential and upside with BYU. Yeah, I think so too. And I think they're a, a school that's kind of been waiting to be in a conference for a long time yeah. to have have these kind of conference rivalries build up. Now they, you know, they have their fair share of rivalries that they like Utah and some of those stuff. And and Baylor kind of looks like it could be a potential rivalry for them. But yeah, excited to have them in the conference. A religious war there. Yeah, uh, excited to have them in the conference. Their colors that blue on those helmets and jerseys really pop. So that'll be fun to see in the Jones. Uh, but yeah, just all the history and everything with that university. Like you said, it's kind of opposite of us, uh, but it's fun to, uh, it'll be fun to have them come to the Jones. So that's why I got them at number one. And really we don't have much history with BYU at all either. No. So um, it's just kind of like- Start clean, fresh. Yeah, start, like start new, a new school to uh, hopefully beat up on <laughs> or you know have a fun, friendly rivalry. So let's go to the hardwood with basketball here, kind of do the same thing. Because it is a different for me uh, in my rankings here. So let's start again at the four. I'll start. I've got Cincinnati at four uh, on most excited to come uh, to the United Supermarkets Arena. I got Cincinnati at four. Uh, if their old coach was still there, I think they would be much higher for me. Ah, um, okay. But they've kind of fallen out of relevancy here lately on the hardwood. They haven't been as competitive. They're still a tough team is going to fight you, but I think the other teams have had more relevancy lately. And so I just kind of have to have Cincinnati at the bottom for me. What do you got at four? Four, I have BYU. I mean, they just, they don't pop on the basketball scale for me. Um, Haven't in years like UCS had a little bit. Cincinnati's had a lot. Houston lately. So like those other three just have more pop to them for me. So I'm not, crazy about BYU basketball. <laughs> okay. All right, so BYU is your four. Who's you, Who's your three? Three is UCF, kind of similar reasons. I don't know. I think we're just so into basketball now and love the bigger, better schools and matchups. Like, UCF doesn't make me crazy just yet, so I just have them three. Uh, like I said, basketball is a little easier for me to rank and pick. Yeah, I've got BYU at three, um, kind of like you said. Basketball-wise, I mean, they've made the tournament a couple times over the last few years. Uh, they've been a, a relatively competitive basketball team, but at the same time, uh, there's nothing really about them that's 
it's going to be fun to have them come in, but I'm not going to be as gung-ho about that as maybe some other like already Big 12 conference foes like a Baylor, Kansas, and stuff like that. So uh, that's kind of why I've got BYU back there. And then I got UCF at number two, who's been also kind of – a lot of these basketball teams are very similar in that like like they've been competitive a couple years and then they've had some down years. Uh, UCF's like most recent, they had Taco Fall. Uh, of course, which yeah. was which was fun. Yeah. But other than that, they haven't been like super relevant in basketball either. Um, and so uh, between the three, like Cincinnati, BYU, and UCF, I don't really think there's much of a difference. So for that's that's what I got for number two. What about you? I got Cincinnati there okay. based off their history. They always had a back and forth kind of good off and on program. Yeah, they have a different coach. But like I said, they have potential to get back to that big school and like always had good potential there so i'm i'm excited for them to be back in there yeah that makes sense and so our our number one number was one. a layup for me uh houston slam dunk yeah, slam slam <laughs> uh who do you or why do you got them at number one man houston's really jumped on the scene with kelvin sampson the last few years yeah. um so they're really good they've reloaded this year they're gonna be good again and so them being good two, three years in a row, and then leading into next year to the Big 12, they're just going to stay relevant. Yep. So they'll be good again coming in next year. So that'll be just fun to them. And, of course, you had Kyle Edwards transferring down there last year, so there's a little small basketball history recently involved as well. Yeah, and Malik Wilson going down there for this year. So you've had a couple oh, yeah, yeah, tech people that. transfer over there. But, yeah, they've been one of the best basketball programs in the country over the last you know, three to five years. They're – going to be really good this year with some players coming back uh, that, you know, got hurt last year. So, yeah, they're, this is kind of addition by subtraction with our conference in basketball, right? You lose Texas and Oklahoma, who have kind of been, uh, you know, middle of the pack here for the last few years, and you add in Houston, who's been at the top of college basketball. Um, and I'm excited to see them in the conference, really just to see what they look like once they actually have to play like tough teams every single game. And it's not like cakewalk on Saturday and then you might have one tough game every other week. But this one is like every game's a battle. And so I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see that what that looks like. And I'll be really pumped to have them come in uh, to Lubbock and, and play them on a, you know, a Saturday or a Monday night or something like that. So uh, definitely have Houston up there. Okay, let's move on to rivals, Dustin. Most Ooh. likely rivals, and we'll start at four again. Who do you got as your least likely to become a rival out of these four? I got number four, UCF. I have mostly well. kind of kind of went uh, location based with this one. They're going to be our furthest one away. Yeah, and so that's just gonna. I don't know. Not going to be as crazy, I don't think. And with them not being, I don't think, crazy good at basketball just yet. Like, I don't think there's enough there to spark anything. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, too far away. Um, I yeah. mean, they're going to be really far away from everybody. But I think they're going to be more likely to be rivals. With I think them and West Virginia can get along. Yeah, I think that might be a fun one. I think, you know, a couple of the teams that they're used to playing already um, will be – obviously kind of easy rivals uh, to have with them but it might they might be an odd child here for a little while trying to develop some rivalries but yeah i just don't really see anything there so uh your number three uh rival 
Three, I went Cincinnati. Okay. Same, just kind of regionally based. Um, even though they were super good at football, um, yeah, they might come in here and kick our butts for a few years. I think we got them in basketball, though. So you might just have that, maybe not as much back and forth just yet and the two distance thing. So, meh. Yeah, I, I put BYU at three. Um, it's one that I would kind of like to have, but I think there's – I think they already have a pretty solidified rival with Utah. Um, Baylor kind of seems like a a layup of a rivalry with their little holy war, and they've also kind of been playing each other these last few years, so they've already kind of gotten familiar. So I think that's good for them. And then, you know, it's a possibility. I I would love for us to become a rivalry, but for uh, for some reason I just don't really see it happening as much as I can see what you'd like my number two, Cincinnati. Uh, dealing okay. with the like you know colors black and red makes sense yeah. that we both have that Tuberville thing I think we're pretty similar uh, I think we're like pretty similar schools in like what we're yeah, doing yeah. and so I think that would make sense as a rivalry for us and yeah location might be kind of scurry there but none of these schools besides Houston are really close to us so um, you know, none of these right. I think are going to compare to what some of our other Big Twelve rivalries already are, but that's where I got them. So your number two is yeah, I had BYU. I had BYU and Cincinnati basically flip flop two three like yeah. interchangeable, kind of like you just did. Um, like I mentioned with football, no, yeah, football. <laughs> I have too many lists over here. Right. With football, there's I think I see a lot of potential with BYU, the two out west teams. The whole good boy, bad boy image type thing. I think there's a good contrast there. So yeah, they have a good good potential. Like I said, yeah, I, I agree with that. And then that leads to number one, which also on this question, Houston. kind of a layup is Houston, which is a team that you're already familiar with in football. You played them several times over the last ten years. Would be a fun basketball rivalry. Sure. And so, why do you uh, what do you kind of expect from them? And, and I'll frame it this way: so, heading into the new Big Twelve, do you see Houston being? Where do you see them being a rival uh, with like the other teams that we already have in the conference that we kind of are uh, got rivalries with, like Baylor, TCU, Oklahoma State? Where do you see them falling in line under those? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this answers quite your question, but I think Houston comes in as the better overall athletics right. program uh, men's wise uh, and with these big sports like football and basketball are both pretty dang good and they're going to be able to compete at the high, a high level right away um, and they hate they, they so that gives be, them a leg up they want to be that can, bad <laughs> yeah like you're they're gonna football wise especially they're gonna they're already pissing a lot of people off because they're stealing recruits yeah like they're they're in Texas. They're gonna steal the Making same recruits as Texas Tech kids, like TCU. Like, no one's gonna like Houston, which is kind of fun. Right. That they're gonna come in as the bad boys, and no one likes them. Like BYU and UCF, everybody's gonna be like, "Hey, y'all, come on in. Right. Let's play a little game." Oh, when Houston goes to whatever school they're at, no, oh, everybody hates them and wants to beat them. So I think that's kind of fun. That Houston's definitely gonna be hated by everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I could definitely see them rising towards, like, I think right now my rankings of, like, teams we're probably going to be rivals with, it's like Baylor and TCU are kind of right there at the top. Oklahoma State, I would love for them to become 
like a huge rivalry for us. But I think Houston can fit right in there with them. It's a Texas team, a lot of familiarity with them. Dana Holgerson, uh, Kelvin Sampson, like you said, they're still in recruits. They're not like this college that's coming in. They're just like, oh, that's cute. Like they're a legit threat now once they're in the Big 12 yes. and they have that that to use to recruit as well. And so I think for me, like they're definitely tops of this list. But, I, I mean, give it five years or so, Houston might be like my number one team. I, I think there's – Yeah, yeah. And you, you have a lot of – if you've ever been – like we have a lot of Texas Tech listeners and former alumni. Uh, there's a lot of Houston people that come up here right. to go to school. And so I think there's also that aspect to it. And I don't know how that is at others, but I'm always very surprised at how big the Houston population travels up to school here with it being eight, nine hours away. And so there's also that factor. Like you're going to have a lot of students that go down there for the game just to go back home for the weekend and then wear their red and black out. Yeah, like, I mean, last year we played Houston and it was their home game and it was at NRG Stadium. And there's a <laughs> shit ton of Texas Tech fans there for it, you know. Right. So. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's a, a definite rival that's going to be happening and going to be really fun. So let's kind of move along here. Uh, some other fun questions we've got here. So, all right, first, first school you would want to travel for, uh, for a game to, uh, ranked four. I, I put my, my travel and my tailgate together because okay. they just, they, they, they matched up that way. Okay. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's do that. Uh, start at four. Um, so the question for y'all, if y'all didn't get that, we ranked our schools that we would most want to travel to for a game. And then we ranked our schools that we would most want to go tailgate at for a game. So those kind of go hand in hand. So Dustin, you're You're right. Yeah. Some things were going hand in hand with the explanation and why to go. And that's why they matched up. Uh, my number four is UCF. Okay. Not to hate on Orlando. Great place. Been there to play some flag football once in my life, but it's a little more of a touristy right. type type city. You don't have the college town vibe that you get like when you come to Lubbock um, or when you go to West Virginia, like Morgantown. I haven't been, but I've heard great stories. Uh, so I don't think there's that like vibe around UCF and Orlando. Okay, so I went a little bit different route. I went on like more like the city and the place that I kind of would like like to travel to. So fourth, I went Houston because been to Houston um they're my third yeah yeah and I, I don't really you know care that much to to go to Houston to watch a football game yeah. it's always humid and hot as fuck there uh, so I got Houston on my last but my last tailgate spot is BYU um, Oof, okay I, as my last place I want to go to tailgate because I don't really know how they get down there and that's why we're going to have a BYU podcast right. on so they can you know tell us what a tailgate like right. maybe it's a hell of a time who knows so I had Houston as third as my travel tailgate spot. Okay. Um, partly because, yeah, familiarity, I don't care as much for the, right. the whole Houston vibe. Um, but also, like, tailgate-wise, I have a feeling that they think they know how to tailgate, but they probably don't. Right. If that makes sense. They need us there to like, make that tailgate legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think they get it. Like, yeah. I don't think they get like the whole aspect of how to do everything in the tailgate and how to do it all day long. Yeah. I feel like they might do it for a few hours and then be like, all right, we're a little buzzed. Let's go to the game. Yeah. That's one of the, no, that's one of the questions. <laughs> you don't remember the- <laughs> that's one of the questions I've lined up for these pods. So what's tailgating like, like, are y'all 
like games at 6 p.m what time are y'all getting going <laughs> like what, what's that look like for you guys if your basketball team is in the national championship what are the chances you're blacked out for the first half? What, yeah, what are the chances you remember the game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your baseball team has a six-hour rain delay. <laughs> are you going to drink the tailgate out of beer? No, um, yeah. That, I think Houston would be pretty soft on the tailgate. Yeah, so, so my three on the tailgate was Houston, um, and my three on games I want to travel to uh, would be Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, I, just, yeah, I, don't really, two. All right. I don't really care to go to Cincinnati. Um you know all that much uh maybe it could package it in with the Bengals game and that would make it a little bit better but cincinnati isn't necessarily one of the top cities on my places to go to i don't know i have a feeling they're just side of cincinnati that knows how yeah, to tailgate and get down get some sky i have really. a i just have this feeling like there's a college fun side to yeah. cincinnati that that gets down hard and i think like you mentioned earlier we're we're the same people i think in the same school yeah and I think we would get along so great. Well, so that leads into uh, – well, they were my number two for the tailgate that I want to go to because I bet they have yeah, a hell of a time. <laughs> and yes. so I put them as number two for like a tailgate that I want to go at, and that's why I'm excited to talk to a pod from them. I'm excited to know how they get down at tailgates. But the, my number two to travel to would be BYU just kind of because of the, the scenery and everything, and their stadium's awesome. Oh, okay. the fan base does seem pretty cool, and while it might be a completely different atmosphere – I, I do think it would be fun to like go see a game there, uh, but it also you know would be last in my tailgating area. So that's kind of how gotcha. I could be drinking. So what's your number two? Two was Cincinnati. Yeah. And number one is BYU. Okay. Because of how much of a contrast we are. Yeah. <laughs> one, I think it'd be great to travel up there. It's a totally different environment, atmosphere, scenery. I think that'll be super cool. Right, um, yeah. I'm getting west, and it's probably not going to be crazy fucking hot like in some of these other games and schools we go to, and we're tired of that here all the time. But like the contrast in tailgating, <laughs> right? Like their their grocery stores and liquor stores better be prepared <laughs> with how much is. they alcohol they have supplied. Yeah, because we're going to buy all the ultra you have. That's a good answer. <laughs> I put UCF because I don't really know anything about it, and it would like, hey, you can make a week out of it. You go to Disney World, and then oh yeah, if you expand it, yeah, for sure. And so it's like cool. I can make you know we can make a trip out of it. Go see a game there. I bet the game would be fun, and I bet they have a good time yeah. tailgating. I don't really know anything about it. That's why I'm looking forward to having them on next week kind of getting a vibe but i feel like they've got to have a good time and it's got to be nice out there to yeah. to, to get lit yeah. for i want to just blow byu's minds of how drunk right. we can get and be functional they probably wouldn't want us into their games <laughs> they, probably, <laughs> they probably would be like no, yeah sir, get out of here all that i want i want to see all how all that goes down <laughs> i think it'd be great time okay moving on Last ranking we have here, predicting the most annoying new fan base to deal with on on Twitter, on social media, oh. ranked. <laughs> so this will be a fun one, um, podcast that we're going to interview. Sorry, but, you know, every fan base is special in their own way. So, Dustin, who you got yeah, at number they, four? They should put us number one on their list. Oh, they should. <laughs> yeah. I hope they ask. Our tech. I'm going to, like – 
Give each podcast a chance to like ask us what they want to know about us and tech and stuff. And yeah, I'm like, hey, just so you know, we're annoying as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) We are annoying. We get our feelings hurt real bad. (laughs) We get butt hurt. (laughs) And we're usually drunk. Cheers. We're drunk when we tweet it all the time. Uh, My number four is BYU. I think they're just too nice. (laughs) Yeah. They're just going to be nice about everything. I put Cincinnati. Um, it just, I, I don't know. I, even when they were making that playoff run, usually like some other people's Twitters will, you know, let's spot up, but I just put Cincinnati there. I really have no expectations. Most of my, this one and my number third of BYU, they're interchangeable there. I just don't know enough about those fan bases really to know yeah. if they're annoying. Um, and I've heard things about so That's why I had UCF at three. Well, I've heard I just, things about UCF, so I have oh, hell, go ahead. Are they up up there? Are we they're, waiting for number? Well, one? So they're my number one. Yeah, so I'll just go. Okay, ahead. we'll wait. We'll wait on your. I'll let you explain. Yeah, I just cool. don't know enough. I'm gonna jump ahead then and go to my number two is Cincinnati. Yeah, because they've had some basketball history of being good. I think their recent football history can grow yeah. into some ego and cockiness. And so I think, especially if they have another good year this year, I know they lost a lot, but still, if they reload and have a decent good year, I think that could grow and blossom into some uh, annoyingness. Yeah, I had Houston at two. Um, the, once again, it's the potential rivalry, potential, you know, the, all yeah. the familiarity we have with them. I just kind of see them becoming uh, like a nuisance to us uh, in a way uh, just because of that. And then – you know, my number one was UCF because I have heard things. Uh, Levitard Show has talked about how, like, bad UCF fans are. I've seen, like, Houston, Cincinnati, like, some of these other schools who are were part of their conference being like, good luck, Big 12 fans with UCF, with UPF fans. So apparently there are these just wild, obnoxious fans over there on Twitter. And so, that's, Sweet. so uh, they could be number one, just an annoyance because – like, we don't hate you or whatever. They they feel like they could be very similar to us on Twitter is why I have them up. Sweet. That, I'm excited for that then. See, I had Houston at one Yeah. because I think they're going to come in here and think, oh, we're big, bad Houston. We've been good at everything for so long. For, like, the most – like, last five years, we should have been here already. And, like, acting like this is the thing they have been doing or should have been doing for the last five or ten yeah. years. And that's like – Hit, pump your brakes. Yeah, you might be a little good, but yeah. hey, you, you gotta go. You gotta play five straight top twenty games yeah. in the next two weeks. To talk to me when you get out of that stretch. Well, they think they're all big bad, and then they lose to us in football, and we're not even like good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like we like congratulate pat on the back, bud. We beat them four straight times. Like we beat them last year. We went what six and six, and that was their only. Yeah, and they only lost like two games, and <laughs> we were horrible. <laughs> it's like all right, even when you're, you're really good, you're just at our level, which isn't even good. Like Cliff dominated them and we hate like we hate cliff we stuck with cliff (laughs) we need to so we need to do that game with the big 12 teams currently because i hadn't thought about it before uh maybe next week we can slide that in if we don't have anything else to do we've got some time Uh, we're in one of these off weeks and we don't have anything we'll uh rank big 12 fan base uh twitter yeah we've got we've got some summertime uh, when we're not interviewing uh, other podcasts that we just uh, called 
potentially annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, looking forward to having them on. And so last last question here. Um, first school you think will play in a conference championship game? And we'll start with football. Dustin, out of these four, who's who's your most likely candidate? I, this one's kind of hard. Yeah, um, so I liked it. <laughs> I mean, Cincinnati, you have the recency bias them making the college football playoff, but they got to reload. Yeah. And they didn't fare well against Alabama. I mean, no Big 12 school would have either. So, (laughs) I don't know how much you can really compare there. Um, Houston and basketball, I think, can can hang. And so, that's probably the easiest answer to go with is Houston basketball. Um, But really, I don't know. Like, Houston basketball, even – See, I don't trust Houston football just because of Dana Holgerson. Yeah, we – yeah. So, I – Maybe Cincinnati football, if, it's, if they can bounce back pretty solid. Yeah, so I pick Cincinnati football as well. Um, like you, it's kind of, hey, what do they do this year, right? They lost their quarterback. They lost some of their good players that were on that, yeah, on that built up to that, right? They were good last year or good before they made the college playoffs. Can they sustain that? And then I think they'll be like a legitimate contender – Honestly, as soon as they arrive, basketball for me is Houston. Um, obviously, they're the yeah. best, the best basketball school out of all of those coming in, and uh, I think they're going to compete right from the start uh, and, and have a shot at you know maybe not winning the regular season title right away, but you know they're a team that you're not going to want to see in the Big Twelve tournament. So those are my two on that. Yeah, um, I don't really know anything about the baseball teams for these programs, so. Uh, hoping these podcasts will enlighten us on some of the other things that these schools got going. Um, and so we are looking forward to having conversations with all these podcasts. Make sure you're tuned in next week because we got Sons of UCF joining us to discuss all things all right. UCF, the Golden uh, Knights uh, out of Orlando, Florida. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, so What's you know, theirs called? The Sons of UCF. Solid. So they already follow us on Twitter. Uh, we followed them back. So uh, if y'all want to, uh, you know, go ahead, give them a follow. We'll have them on next week. Uh, we'll go through some fun things, some serious things, all that good stuff on getting to know them. Um, but Dustin, that will wrap up the main portion of our podcast tonight. We got a lengthy one for you guys. Fun, fun convo tonight. Um, so you got any final shots for us this week in Texas Tech? I do have one Club Red final shot. Right. <clears throat> we have a new national champion from Texas Tech. Uh-huh. His name is Moad Zahafi in the men's 800-meter run. Right. He won the track national championship this past weekend. He ran the 800 in a minute and 44 freaking seconds. Oh, yeah. That's stupid that's, fast. Yeah, that's, <laughs> damn. So congrats. Moad, way to represent Tech, bring home a natty for yourself and Texas Tech. Yeah, um, shout out to him. I don't really have any final shot uh, for us in Club Red this week. The Tech news is kind of pretty concentrated, and I think we talked about everything that we need to this week. So, Dustin, if you don't have anything else, we will kick y'all out of Club Red. It's close. It's time uh, to go home. But before you do so, make sure you are following us on Apple and Spotify and giving us five stars. Five stars for Club Red, five stars for the Tailgate, five stars for Tailgate Talks. 
We greatly appreciate all ratings and reviews if you listen to us on Apple. Make sure you're following us on social media too. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, follow our YouTube uh, page, but most importantly, follow our Twitter where we're most active at tailgate underscore talks. And we will catch y'all in the club next week when we interview Sons of UCF. Looking forward to that. You guys have a great weekend. Peace.